Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical. And uh, don't forget to make me last by giving listener support for the podcast. And for those that are giving listener support, don't forget to send me a message to let me know that you uh, that you're out there. Uh, because uh, in my app, it doesn't say who's giving listener support. So uh, yeah, make sure you let me know so I can give you a shout out. You know, and uh, and I also want to thank you. You know, personally thank you for uh, allowing me to entertain you. Okay. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate all my listeners out there. And uh, today we will be reviewing. If Bill Street Could Talk. Now, this film is directed by Barry Jenkins, the same person who brought you Moonlight, and he has a series coming soon called The Underground Railroad. The logline for this film is a black couple in love is separated by a broken justice system. A pregnant woman fights to get the man she loves out of bondage. Now, this story is a period piece in the 1970s in West Harlem, New York. Now, the characters are cast for the film. You have Tisha Rivers, played by Kiki Lane. You can see her on Captive State, Chicago Med, and Veracity. You have Alonzo Fonny Hunt, played by Stephen James. You can see him on Selma, Race, and Across the Line. And what I did notice about Kiki Lane and Stephen James, I've uh, never seen these actors before, or seen their work before, I should say. So this was a treat to to see uh, new faces on the screen, especially new black faces. And also, uh, Stephen James kind of gives you that Kid Cudi, Bones Jones vibe, you know, like he kind of favors them, you know, favors him a lot. Cause I'm like, I've never seen this cat before, but he looks mad familiar. Then it hit me. I'm like, it kind of reminds me of a mix between Kid Cudi and Bones Jones. Okay. But anyway, you have uh, Sharon Rivers played by Regina King. She was in Seven Seconds. Ray, she did the voiceover for Boondocks. You also have seen her in Boys in the Hood and where I first saw Regina King 227. And also she has uh, a show that's coming out, uh, The Watchmen. I can't wait to see that, uh, to see what that show is going to be about, the TV show. And also you have Joseph Rivers played by Coleman Domingo. You've seen him, also seen him on Selma. He's in Fear of the Walking Dead or Fear of the Walking Dead and Birth of a Nation. You have Ernest Rivers played by Tiana Paris. She's in Dear White People, Chirac and Survivor's Remorse. You also have Frank Hunt played by Michael Beach. He's in Aquaman, Soul Food and Lean on Me. You have Victoria Rogers played by Emily Rios. She's in Snowfall and Breaking Bad. You have Officer Bell played by Ed Screen. He's in Deadpool and Alita Battle Angel. That's that anime. I think it's coming out, but that's the anime with the chick with the real big eyes. I believe she's like a cyborg or something like that. And uh, you also have Daniel Cardi, played by Brian Tyree Henry. He's in Atlanta, Widows, and Spider-Man Into the Universe. And what that's what I said about... I said a lot about Atlanta in another uh, podcast where I said, man, the Atlanta star crew is like 
making waves. I mean, you got Brian Tyree Henry, as I mentioned earlier. Donald Glover definitely is doing his thing. Zaza Beats, uh, where she was on Deadpool, and you have Lakeith Stanfield. I mean, they're all just you know doing their thing, and I'm um, I'm happy that Atlanta uh, main cast is like branching out. And just to kind of give you uh, the headline or or the quote at the beginning of if bill street can talk um it says bill street is a street in new orleans where my father where louis armstrong and the jazz were born every black person born in america was born on bill street born in the black neighborhood of some american city whether in jackson mississippi or in harlem new york bill street is our legacy this novel deals with the impossibility and possibility the absolute necessity to give expression to this legacy bill street is a loud street it is left to the reader to discern a meaning in the beating of the drum james baldwin quoted by james baldwin okay and uh just to kind of get into it the movie is based off a james baldwin novel if bill street could talk now, James Baldwin was a civil rights activist and author who was known for breaking ground with research of racial and social issues in his countless works. He passed away in 1987. And uh, heart, I will say the heartbeat of this movie definitely is the score. I mean, beautiful sound. And that was composed by Nicholas Bertel. Uh, the score brought brought plenty of emotions to the film no matter the scene may it be conflict love or a birth scene the music tugged at your heartstrings it was a significant part of the film and i'll tell you what i did like about the film i enjoyed the bond of the river the rivers family and how they fight for the family the father joseph rivers great pops uh, he was a great father a great pops rather and a great mediator um, the sister Ernestine, she sounded like she can whip some butt, you know, with her weird threats and, you know, about Adam's apples, which was weird because growing up, <laughs> I was stupid as a kid growing up. Uh, cause you always talk about if a female had an Adam's apple, you know, you know, that story. So it almost made me think that females didn't have Adam's apples. It just didn't show. So that was funny. And also it did have strong visuals. I liked in this film. The train and jail dream was artistic and claustrophobic at the same time. And also the perfume store scene was deep. And as Tisha, Tisha, excuse me, Tisha Rivers, as she uh, put it, the perfume with the perfume, the black cat versus the white man. And that's basically she was referring to how the black cat would step to the perfume counter. He would either like walk by and glance at her or give her a look as if she's like a little sister or some would come to get a closer look to look her in her eye just you know just out of interest but wouldn't say anything then you had others that would come closer but would put the perfume on their own hand and sniff their own hand but then you had the white man that would come grab her hand well put it on her hand or have her uh spray the cologne or perfume on her hand and he would lift her hand and raise her hand to his nose and sniff it forever you know and that was interesting how she referred the black men as the black cat and as the white man as the white man gave him that respect of being a man so that i did find that interesting and i i don't know exactly what the metaphor is but what i gathered from it the black cat 
when you when I think of the cat, you think of a stray animal. You know, the black cat that's just wandering the streets. You know, the visitor. You know, but when she refers to the white man, she were, you know I got it as she as he owns the space. You know, he's comfortable in the environment of touching somebody, putting their hand to his nose. You know, and being comfortable with him within him within himself to do that and uh so i you know I, I don't know if that's accurate but maybe when you watch it you can come up with your own uh message because uh, that's that's just what i got out of it and probably is better for women a woman to probably give that or break down that code um just to kind of you know uh not get into it too much but you did have the psychology of a rape victim being broken down by a woman and a traumatic experience. I don't want to get too far into it, but it was it having a woman break it down. Like even if this, even if the victim might not have been victimized by the person they said uh, did the uh, the victiming or, or did the rape, it was broken down in a way where it was understandable. You know what I mean? And I think that was better told from a woman's perspective to get a better picture. You know what I mean? Because a, a man wouldn't tell that story, you know, to that degree. You know what I mean? You, you had to have a woman tell that story where it isn't offensive, but but yet it's understanding. So I thought that was cool. Um, the, she, the scenes were shot and they were beautiful. It felt like it was in the 70s. And I did get lessons from this film. Uh, the, the One of the lessons I did get was uh, was the truth of life. Tearing love apart means every story has conflict, both yours and mine. Also, why black people never show ID when unfairly stopped by police or race soldiers? Because it can come back to haunt you. I felt that was interesting because I always wondered, like, you do, well, I won't say I wondered, but there were people that were saying, hey, just give, you know, the police, they want your information, I know that's giving up your rights, but give them the information so they can leave, possibly leave you alone, or the situation will escalate, but watching this movie, because I always felt weird about that, and I was like, yeah, okay, you know, but it always was a weird feeling, but this movie accents why or addresses why it's not comfortable in doing that and I, I respect that I respect this movie for that you also had the bar scene with Joseph and Frank having a a man-to-man discussion about by any means necessary for your family coming together manning up soldiering up for the family and the last lesson I did get was trust love all the way and actually that was the tagline for the film now the characters i did enjoy the characters even down to the hunt family you had mrs hunt and her daughters mrs hunt was uh very religious and that was fawny's mother and father uh mr hunt which is uh frank frank hunt and then you had um uh, mrs hunt and his and the two sisters so and again that was fawny's mother and father and the two sisters they portrayed the opposite of the Rivers family. The Rivers family 
was more positive and that's what i respected about this film you get to see both sides of the black family it's not just one-sided and so with mrs fawn uh mrs mrs fawn mrs hunt she portrayed if you want to bring in toxic masculinity which frank did portray you also had toxic femininity and i like to call it pink tornadoes because it's chaotic and both can be chaotic but in this story mrs hunt you get to see the chaotic side that normally isn't told in stories but you might see in reality especially coming from a male point of view also you still have the toxic masculinity that comes from a female point of view now that in the past two years that's being opened up more and a lot of people are not even familiar never even heard of toxic masculinity i've asked people at the job and they were like i've never heard of toxic masculinity before and you know so it's basically like a guy a, a, a boy will be a boy you know what i'm saying like you know like that's just what boys do you know uh when boys back in the day used to fill on girls like that's wrong you know what i'm saying because you were touching somebody that's not inviting you or inviting them to touch them so you know that's it will be considered toxic masculinity like a boy will be a boy thing and ignoring those type of stereotypes and not correcting those stereotypes you know same thing with the woman you have it where some women will step to a dude and put her hands on the dude and not in a defensive way like she's defending him that's different defending herself excuse me that's different but she's stepping to him in a defensive way not excuse me i just i just said it wasn't that she's not being defensive but she's just stepping to him in an offensive way you know because of emotion and she feels she needs to put her hands on him and then if it goes left now all of a sudden she's a victim see it kind of goes into the toxic femininity you know what i mean and then also you got you know where you're using the child as a weapon you know to get to the guy you know toxic femininity or if the guy just leaves an item something of you know he feels is important over at her place and it's in her possession and so you break up but yet she doesn't want to give it back she doesn't remember that item being there or things of that nature that's considered toxic femininity and so that was portrayed with this family they both the, the family was toxic together and it was things that uh mrs hunt did that was verbal you know that kind of was just poking the bear poking the bear you know just tongue lashing mr hunt and to the point where mr hunt revealed his toxic masculinity so you know you, you can you can check that out to kind of break it down for yourself uh this film uh takes the audience into each of the characters lives most of the characters lives during the conflict and at the end of the film it said for jimmy now i was a little uh confused at first when it said for jimmy because i was like who's jimmy and then it hit me you know what i mean because i have an uncle named jimmy you got an uncle jimmy but his real name is james so basically this story was for james baldwin it's a shout out to james baldwin as for the ending or the resolution i didn't really feel the resolution like i really wanted to and i don't want to give it away but i just wasn't feeling it um but the score i do give this i give this nine adam's apples <laughs> do i really want to use adam's apples there's nothing else i can use at this point that's really come into mind that stuck out to me in this story but i will say 
nine Adam's apples. That's what I would say. Because that line just stuck out to me. That, uh, 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 that line was just, you know, there. But anyway, this is my review on If Bill Street Could Talk. Shout out to everyone, all my listeners. Shout out to the people that's giving listener support. And again, yo, hit me up. Let me know that you're giving listener support. So I definitely can shout you out and thank you because it's, you know, it's kind of set up weird and I can't see who's actually giving listener support. And I see there's some people that are actually doing it. So um, please uh, shoot me a message. Let me know that you're one of the people giving listener support so I can personally thank you or thank you on air okay all right well y'all take care uh go out and see if bill street can talk it is playing in movie theaters now all right show that love one